Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Genesis. Happy Monday, faithful listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is your host, Jen, with the P40 Ministries podcast. We are in a brand new chapter of the Bible today. We are going to be reading Genesis chapter 33, verses 1 through 11. Jacob is finally going to be meeting his brother Esau once again after 20 whole years. So what is going to happen? We're going to just have to find out here pretty soon. So grab your cup of coffee, like I have mine right here, and uh, let's go ahead and start reading this. I will be reading out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible. Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, Esau was coming, and with him four hundred men. He divided the children between Leah, Rachel, and the two servants. He put the servants and their children in front, Leah and her children after, and Rachel and Joseph at the rear. He himself passed over in front of them and bowed himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. Esau ran to meet him, embraced him, fell on his neck, kissed him, and they wept. He lifted up his eyes, and he saw the women and the children, and he said, Who are these with you? He said, The children whom God has graciously given your servant. Then the servants came near with their children, and they bowed themselves. Leah also and her children came near and bowed themselves. After them, Joseph came near with Rachel, and they bowed themselves. Esau said, What do you mean by all this company which I met? Jacob said, To find favor in the sight of my Lord. Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Let that which you have be yours. Jacob said, Please, no. If I have found favor in your sight, then receive my present at my hand, because I have seen your face as one sees the face of God, and you were pleased with me. Please, take the gifts that I brought to you, because God has dealt graciously with me, and because I have enough. He urged him, and he took it. So where we left off last week was Jacob was fighting with God himself, (laughs) wrestling, and God pretty much wrenched Jacob's hip out of its socket. So he kind of caused Jacob to limp and uh, be in a lot of pain. And this was a humility thing for Jacob. Jacob was a stubborn man who was fighting with God, who didn't believe in God's promises, was extremely fearful of what was happening with his brother. You have to remember, Jacob truly believed he was about to die, and Esau had all the power against him. You know, Jacob didn't have fighting men, but Esau was coming with 400 men who could have easily destroyed Jacob and his wives and his several sons and daughter. Jacob is terrified for his life. He fights with God, and God is trying to tell him, look, I have everything under control. And Jacob's not listening, and he's like, no, I am not going to let you go until you bless me. And so finally, after God blesses him, Jacob lets God go. (laughs) And uh, they stop wrestling. But after that, Jacob is limping into battle with his brother. You can imagine How terrified Jacob must have felt, not only with the fact that he was limping, but also that his brother was coming with 400 men. So one of the worst things I think Jacob has ever done 
in showing favoritism towards his family is right here in verses 1 and 2. Firstly, when he sees Esau coming with all of these men with him, these 400 men, he divides up his children between Leah, Rachel, and his two servant wives. And he puts his two servant wives out in front, Leah and her children after them, and then Rachel and Joseph at the rear. This was a clear clear act of favoritism. He loved Rachel and Joseph the most, so he put them in the back. So if Esau attacked everybody, Rachel and Joseph would have had time to escape, whereas Leah and her children might not have had as much time, and the servant wives and their children definitely wouldn't have had that much time to escape. Now, of course, Jacob did go out in front in front of everybody. So he wasn't being cowardly. Like he was definitely going out in front of his wives and his servants and all that. But he was showing favoritism in the fact that if anybody died, he would rather it be the servants and Leah and her children rather than Rachel and Joseph. So you can imagine how Leah felt along with her kids that Jacob was more willing to allow them to die at the hand of Esau than he was with Rachel and Joseph. So this was probably a smack in the face, really, to Leah and to all of her kids as well. But potentially at this point, Leah is just used to it. She's been married to Jacob probably close to 14 years now, so she's probably used to this. It still hurts, though. I'm sure it still hurt her. But after this happens... And he sets up his wives in order like that. He goes in front of them. So he is protecting all of them. He goes in front of them and he starts bowing in on the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. Now, don't forget that Jacob had a bad hip at this point. This was probably super painful for him to bow all the way down and then get back up on his feet and do that seven times as he's drawing closer and closer to his brother. But this was Jacob just showing his brother, look, I am respecting you. I am sorry for what I did to you all those years ago, and I want to make up for it. So he was putting himself below his brother Esau. Now, if Jacob hadn't been shady all those years ago and stolen Esau's blessing from him, this wouldn't have ever been necessary. <laughs> you know, Jacob wouldn't have had to do all this stuff, but he is now paying for his sins. He's paying for the sin of lying and deceiving his father and also deceiving Esau and stealing from him. And even though God used that sin. God never ever needs our sins in order to accomplish his purposes. So Jacob would have been blessed one way or the other and would have saved himself all this heartache with his brother had he not sinned and just relied on God. I think a lot of Jacob's story that we see from the beginning, honestly, is just Jacob not relying on God. And even this story here, up until this point, Jacob still wasn't relying on God. You know, he saw that camp of angels that was surrounding him, and yet he was still fearful. He was still scared. And how many of us do that? nowadays. We know that God is with us and God is taking care of us and we know not to have anxiety or fear, but yet we still do. God must feel so annoyed of us sometimes and just irritated, but he is very merciful. He was merciful to Jacob in this instance. He came down to Jacob's level and fought with him and wrestled with him, humbled him really 
in a sense, by making his hip go out of joint. So he really was being merciful to Jacob during all of this and just showing him like, look, I have everything under my control. And you know, God knew that Esau was going to meet Jacob favorably. And he knew that Jacob had no need to worry because he had promised Jacob that everything would be okay and that Jacob and his family would be provided for and taken care of. So Jacob's fear was unnecessary and useless. But one way or the other, this could have all been avoided had Jacob just trusted God from the beginning, not stolen from Esau, and not tried to um, get that blessing from his father. This all could have been avoided. Going back to verse 3, Jacob is bowing down towards his brother, and he does this seven times, both getting up and bowing down and walking closer and just showing this whole act of servitude towards Esau. And Esau sees his brother I'm going to guess this is my picture in my head. He jumps off of his horse or camel and runs towards Jacob and hugs him and, and receives his brother in love. They are so happy to see each other and Jacob is so relieved that his brother is not killing him that they are crying together and embracing and they're just super happy to see each other. Esau, after they're done embracing, sees all of these wives and children that are with Jacob. And he says to Jacob, who are those people with you? So Jacob introduces his entire family and they all bow down towards Esau, showing their respect and showing their appreciation that they're not killed and all sorts of stuff. After this great introduction and Esau meets his nieces and nephews and in-laws, he asks Jacob, what was with all those gifts that you were sending to me? Why were you doing that? Jacob says, I was trying to find favor in your sight. So I was trying to make you not angry with me and just show you my sincere regret about what I did so many years ago. Esau says, I'm not going to take your, your sheep and goats and whatever else. I have enough of my own. You can take them. So Esau is clearly very well off. He was indeed a rich man who had gained enough of a following to have 400 men that were willing to follow him to go meet his brother. <laughs> so he he had probably quite a lot and didn't need all of these gifts that Jacob was sending to him. So he says, you take them back, Jacob. I don't need any of your stuff. Jacob is insistent. He's like, please, please take them. Just ease me of this anxiety that I have towards this. I want to uh, have a good relationship with you. Just please take them. And he actually even says here in verse 10, receive my presence because I have seen your face as one sees the face of God and you were pleased with me. So this was not only an extreme amount of flattery that Jacob was giving Esau saying like, I have seen your face as if one sees the face of God, but he was also probably thanking God in his heart. Actually, he was because in verse 11, it says, God has dealt graciously with me. So he was indeed thanking God as well as flattering Esau like crazy. So he urges Esau to take the gifts and just be done with it. And Esau obliges him and takes all of the gifts that Jacob had sent. So we will talk about the rest of this chapter on Wednesday and finish out Jacob and Esau's story here. 
in Genesis chapter 33. So join me then at 6 a.m., but also join me tomorrow for another episode out of Matthew, because on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I do episodes out of the New Testament at 6 a.m. So join me for that. Now, friends, if you liked this podcast episode, I'm going to ask that you rate it five stars from wherever you're listening on. Some platforms do not allow you to rate it, and that is okay. You don't have to rate it. But I do know that there are some that allow you to rate the podcast. So if you would be so kind as to rate it five stars, I would be super appreciative. And that will also help the podcast to get shown to more people. But I want to thank all of you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate all of you. I'm going to ask that you have a fantastic rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless.